You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Jets podcast for Monday, September 27th, 2021. I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. And I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Jets is available and free on all platforms. So if you like the show, subscribe to it. And we will deliver new episodes to your device as they're posted each day. Also, give this show a five-star review if you enjoy it. The Jets lost to the Broncos 26 to nothing yesterday in Denver. They fall to 0 and 3 in the 2021 season. And folks, this is one of those games we're probably going to need two shows to dissect because this was just absolutely brutal. The first two games of the year for the Jets were both losses, but I saw signs of progress. I saw signs of hope. There were no signs of hope in this game. This is what I refer to as a burn the film kind of game because there was absolutely nothing redeeming about this performance by the New York Jets. I mean, there were a couple of guys who had moments, including Delshawn Phillips, the guy who I wrote about a couple weeks ago, being part of a punt block and recovering a fumble. But the bright spots for the New York Jets in this game were very few and very far between. And on today's show, I think we're going to talk about just the game itself. And on tomorrow's show, maybe we'll talk about some of the bigger picture implications for the New York Jets in 2021. The Jets, it felt like, never got going in this game. It felt like they were kind of behind the eight ball the whole time. Although the first series of the game, they did force a punt. The Broncos put together a couple of first downs. The the Jets' defense bent a little bit, but it did not break. They got a stop on third down. But they got the ball right back, and from the first series, you kind of could see where this game was going. There was one play in particular that kind of set the tone on offense. On a third and five, Zach Wilson missed Elijah Moore. Moore was open, and Wilson just totally misfired. The Broncos got the ball back, and they put together an 11-play touchdown drive to take a lead. They would never relinquish. And I think the key play on that one was there was a third and nine play on midfield, and the Jets blitzed, it looked like. They got into a bad matchup. They got Marcus May lined up against K.J. Hamler. That's just not a good matchup. That's a matchup you're going to lose. May is a very good player, but he can't cover a wide receiver. He's not that type of safety. Teddy Bridgewater hit Hamler for Hamler for a 28-yard gain. The Broncos were rolling. Javante Williams scored a one-yard touchdown a few plays later, and we were on our way to a really ugly defeat. The Jets went three and out. Wilson took a 14-yard sack on third down, so they had to punt the ball right back, and the Broncos put together another scoring drive. It was six plays. They ended it with a Brandon McManus 45-yard field goal. And then the Jets put together like their only decent, or at least what I thought was their only decent offensive sequence of the game, at least until we got to garbage time. It was a 12-play drive. It only gained 32 yards. Though. I mean, this was very, very dink and dunk. It was very conservative. But Wilson was getting the ball out quickly. The Jets were at least moving the chains a little bit. I mean, there were no big plays. It did not not even really seem like the Jets were trying to hit big plays on this series. But they at least moved the ball into scoring range. And then the series just ended in catastrophe. On a third down play from the Denver 38, Wilson made a really nice play. He evaded pressure. He scrambled to his left. He threw the ball deep down the field, the left side of the field. And Corey Davis did not come up with the ball. 
Corey Davis had a shot at it. He doesn't come up with it. He, the ball gets knocked away from him. Second straight week this is happening. Now, last week, Corey Davis had an interception hit his hands. I defended him. I thought it was more Wilson's fault. This was Davis's fault. And you know something? Davis is making a lot of money to not make that catch. And he was supposed to be a guy who was great at contested catches. That's you know one of the things he was good at last year with the Tennessee Titans. Doesn't come up with it. And then Matt Amendola nails a field goal. He nails a long field goal, about 55 yards. But it gets called off because of a delay of game penalty. Got to blame Thomas Morstead, the holder, a little bit. But you also have to blame the, the sideline. The sideline can see the clock was running down. Nobody calls a timeout. Jets end up punting. They pinned Denver deep. It was an interesting call to punt because... Amendola's field goal attempt, the first one that got taken off the board because of the penalty, had plenty of distance. He may have been able to make it from longer, but the Jets decided to not risk it, not risk losing the field position. They punt, they pin Denver deep, and they get a three and out. Unfortunately, the offense does absolutely nothing. Wilson takes a sack on third down from Von Miller. It wasn't his fault. In fact, you know whose fault it was on this third down play where the Jets Jets took a sack? They put Ty Johnson out on the wing. And I could not get over this when I was watching the replay. Ty Johnson's job on this play was to chip Von Miller. That means he's supposed to hit Von Miller closer to Morgan Moses. He's trying to hit Von Miller from the outside, push, push Von Miller inside. Ty Johnson chips Von Miller outside. He makes Von Miller's angle even wider. He makes him tougher to block for Morgan Moses. Ty Johnson would have been better off doing nothing. That I don't know why I'm yelling about Ty Johnson because he's not the reason the Jets lost the game. I was just so incredulous when I watched this play that Ty Johnson's not only not doing his job, He's making Von Miller's job easier, and that maybe that was the story of the game for the Jets. The Broncos got the ball back after the Jets punted on the Ty Johnson sack. Uh, they put together a nine-play touchdown drive. It ended with Teddy Bridgewater. I'm sorry, it ended, it ended with Melvin Gordon scoring from one yard out after a penalty on a third down play. And this was one of the stories of the game. The Jets blitzed on third down. They were blitzing a lot on third down. Brandon Eccles got left one-on-one against Cortland Sutton. He committed a penalty, a pass interference penalty that put the ball down to the one-yard line. And it's one of those things where you're looking at the roster deficiencies when something like that happens. You're looking at the lack of Carl Lawson because one of the reasons I think the Jets are blitzing so much on third down is without Lawson, they just can't get to the quarterback. You know, they don't have an edge rusher who can, who can get to the quarterback consistently enough. And so they had to leave these guys out there exposed. And Gordon scored from one yard out. It was 20, it was sorry, it was 17 to nothing. The Jets got the ball back in the second half. And, you know, even when you're down 17 at halftime, you're hoping maybe something changes out of the, out of the locker room. Maybe you can put together a drive, change the momentum of the game a little bit. But no, Jets went three and out. Broncos put together. Another field goal drive. It was 20 to nothing. There were a couple more field goals throughout the rest of the game. Just an ugly, ugly game overall. I mean, at one point in the second half, the Jets are committing a penalty. Justin Hardy's committing a taunting penalty when his team's not even in the game. This was just a, a ugly, 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 ugly performance for the New York Jets. This is the type of game, as I said at the beginning, you burn the film on. And really, there's nothing I can say about the Jets' performance that will cheer you up. So I'm going to try and cheer you up by telling you about how you can get some cash back when you pay for gas. My listeners are making up to $0.25 for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 per gallon on your first fill up. That's $0.50 cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. 
Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime with your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card from Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's TOUCHDOWN. And if that doesn't work, I don't know how you'd feel about betting against the Jets, but Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With an updated news site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Your online sportsbook experts. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day. I know it's a difficult time to be a Jets fan, so do appreciate you tuning into the show. Today we are recapping a 26 to nothing loss. The score was indicative of how poorly the Jets performed in this game. It's very difficult to come up with anything redeeming. Let's talk about the offense right now. And this offense did absolutely nothing in this game. And unlike last week, I think that the issues are very difficult to pinpoint, at least on the first watch. I'm going to be interested to see what the film has to say. Last week, you could see that Zach Wilson was holding the offense back. It was just a really ugly performance by the rookie quarterback. And don't get me wrong, it was another really terrible performance by Zach Wilson. I mean, listen to this stat line. It was 19 for 35, 160 yards. That's a 4.6 average per attempt. I mean, that's, that's a couple yards below acceptable. That's not like half a yard below acceptable. That's like two and a half yards below acceptable. No touchdowns, two interceptions, although one of the interceptions was not his fault. Ball hit Braxton Berrios in the hands, and he did not come up with it. The first one was, though, and he was laid on a throw. It looked like over the middle. It looked like he was hesitating, having trouble reading the field. The offensive line certainly was not good in this game, and I need to like watch the film because it definitely seems to me like a lot of these sacks Zach Wilson's taking are just because he's holding the ball too long. But is that because the receivers aren't getting open? You know, we talked about Corey Davis not coming up with a catch. Corey Davis was held five catches for 41 yards. No, if he comes up with that catch in the first half, who knows how things change? And that's one of the problems with this game for the Jets. When things are going against you, when momentum is snowballing for the other team, sometimes somebody needs to make a play to change momentum just to get everybody calm, make everybody feel like, okay, this game's going to be okay. You see it all the time. I can point to any number of games that seemed like they were heading for a blowout then somebody makes a play to change momentum nobody did that on this offense this offense gained 162 yards in the entire game 3.1 per play this these numbers are unbelievable how bad they are they gained 11 first downs i mean you can't win games playing like that you can't even be competitive you can't score points playing like that and it's diff- again, it's difficult to pinpoint exactly what went wrong because it seemed like nothing was working. And you know, maybe the film will tell a different story. It's difficult to tell what the receivers are doing downfield, but on the first watch, it certainly did not seem like receivers were getting open. I mean, right now you have a quarterback, a rookie quarterback, who's struggling to read a defense. You have an offensive line that's having issues blocking, and receivers who seem like they can't get open. Aside from that, the offense is great right now. 
things need to change on this offense. And there are things about this offense that make absolutely no sense right now. The use of the tight ends. The Jets invested nothing at tight end in the offseason. They have terrible tight ends. I mean, Tyler Croft, I guess, is okay, and he got hurt in the game. But Ryan Griffin shouldn't be getting playing time. The Jets should not be constantly using two tight end sets. You invested that wide receiver in the offseason. Wide receiver, not tight end. Why are you using tight ends more than the typical NFL team, but wide receivers less? When you invested at wide receiver, you did not invest at tight end. Makes no sense. Not even talking about how frequently they're using Braxton Berrios out there. Keelan Cole's a quality NFL receiver. They're not using him. And this goes beyond Denzel Mims. This coaching staff just seems to have this affinity for Braxton Berrios. And you see this from time to time in the NFL. Sometimes coaches let their personal feelings for other players and other coaches get in the way of what's best for the team. Rex Ryan did it at the safety position. He loved Eric Smith. He hated Kerry Rhodes. Eric Smith was a great guy. He was very smart. He knew the defense, worked hard in practice. He was not a quality starting safety. Kerry Rhodes was. Rex didn't like him. Todd Bowles did it with his coaching staff. He was best friends with Casey Rogers. Casey Rogers was a horrible defensive coordinator. He kept him around the entire time he was with the Jets. He did not like John Morton. John Morton was a quality offensive coordinator, but Morton was fired after one year, after a year where he, by all accounts, exceeded expectations. Adam Gase's entire brand was built on prioritizing his personal feelings over what was best for the team. I mean, that was pretty much the way he ran the Jets. They're doing it with Braxton Berrios. Braxton Berrios, 42 snaps in this game, 78% of the time. That's too many snaps. I mean, that's second most receiver snaps on the team to Corey Davis. And again, we're not even going to get to Denzel Mims. I'm sure we can talk about Denzel Mims tomorrow. Keelan Cole's better than Braxton Berrios, and he should be getting snaps over Berrios. This coaching staff's got to change things. The philosophy of the coaching staff is not very good right now on the offensive side. I don't want to pile on because I do feel like the low-hanging fruit is always to criticize the offensive coordinator. And they're in a tough spot because the bigger issue is that guys are not performing. You know, Corey Davis is at this point, and we're only three games in. Corey Davis is not living up to the contract. He played very well the first game against Carolina. Two straight games where he's not making plays that are there to be made. And plays that, quite frankly, he's being paid to make. Wilson looks kind of troubling, if I'm going to be honest with you. And we'll see, again, I'm saying this tentatively. Anything I say on a Monday recap show is subject to change based on the film. But, man, it really seems like he's holding on to the ball too long. It really seems like he's having trouble viewing the field. It seems like he's having trouble reading defenses. That interception, you know, that interception, even though it was in total garbage time, kind of changed my view on this game for Wilson because he was coming into the game off a four-interception performance, and, yeah, okay, he wasn't playing that well, but neither was anybody else around him. And at least he was avoiding the big, well, he stopped avoiding the big mistake on that one. That was the only redeeming thing I could have said for him prior to that point, and it came. He threw an interception. Offensive line, I mean, what can you even say about this unit right now? The only thing I'll say, if, the only thing I can say for them is that I do feel like maybe Wilson's holding the ball for a little too long, and maybe some of these sacks and pressures are coming as a result of that, and maybe the offensive line's being made, being made to look worse than they really are, but... That's not to say the offensive line's playing well right now. I'm not going to go that far. I'm certainly not going to defend this offensive line's performance. Nothing's working for the Jets right now on offense. When you're watching a game like that, I hope you had at least one other screen broadcasting a different game so you could have some quality football being shown in your house and maybe a third screen 
where you're watching some baseball as we reach the end of the regular season. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. That was a rough game, so why don't you cheer yourself up by treating yourself to some Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. There are nine delicious flavors, and if you haven't tried all the flavors and you're not sure what you like, get a mixed box where you get two each of all nine flavors. And not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy too. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, it's promo code LOCKED15, it's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D, number one, number five, for 15% off at BuiltBar, B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com. Thank you again for making Locked On Jets your first listen every day. It's a tough time to be a Jets fan. They lost yesterday to the Denver Broncos 26 to nothing. In the last segment, we talked about how bad the offense was. I thought the defense was just as bad. I think 26 points undersells how bad the defense was in this game because in the second half, when the game was out of hand, Denver kind of took its foot off the pedal. I think the Broncos probably could have scored 40 points in this game if they had wanted to, if the offense was motivated. But they kind of scaled things back once they knew the game was in hand. They did not feel the need to take any risks. You know, I think you look, and I begin up front. I thought the Jets lost the battle in the trenches. Now, I know if you look at the final run stats, it looked like the Jets' run defense was pretty good, but a lot of that came in the second half when everybody knew that the Broncos were running the ball, that Denver was just trying to run the clock out. The first half, the Broncos controlled the game on the ground, and the pass defense wasn't much better for the Jets. You know, this is a, this is a defense that's based on conceding short completions. But the idea behind it is that guys have to get up to the ball and tackle. And they were not doing it in the first half. This defense had been one of the pleasant surprises through the first two weeks, in my opinion. It's not a great defense, but it's an undermanned unit. It's a unit that was playing better than its talent level. It was punching above its weight class. It did not happen in this game. They were giving up too many completions, you know, a, a pass that travels five yards through the air can only result in a six, seven yard gain. It cannot result in a 15 yard game. The Jets were missing tackles on some of their zone drops. They were just getting way too much depth. Part of the plan is that yeah, if they're, Denver's going to hit passes underneath, guys need to rally to the ball and to rally to the ball, they can't be 15 yards down the field. They have to be closer to their receivers. Again, some of this is personnel. I talked a little bit earlier about how the Jets were blitzing on third down plays. Sometimes they got burnt on that. And if Carl Lawson is part of this team, maybe they do things a little bit different schematically. Maybe they don't feel the need to blitz. But there really was nothing about this defense that I thought was good. They could not get a big stop when the Jets needed it, when the Jets needed them to do something to turn the game around. Aside from that one sequence after the delay of game penalty on the field goal when the Jets punted and pinned them deep. They did get a three and out there, but outside of that, they did nothing to keep the Jets in this game. I understand it's difficult with the offense, but it's very easy to sit back and say, well, the defense was on the field too long. Well, okay, maybe that was true last week when the offense kept throwing interceptions. You know, every other play, the, the offense was throwing interceptions, and the defense was holding them, was holding New England 
out of the end zone early in the game until they got tired. This game, the defense didn't show up. If the defense isn't getting any stops, it's one thing if the defense is getting stops at the beginning and then maybe they get tired, but defense was giving up points left and right in the first half of this game. They weren't getting big stops. They weren't getting off the field. Again, nobody was really playing well. This was, I mean, there were CJ Mosley played well. CJ Mosley looks like the CJ Mosley of Baltimore, which is a good thing. He was flying all over the field. He was making hits. He was making plays. Delshawn Phillips also played well. I mentioned him, made a special teams play, recovered a fumble. Outside of that, I, I have a tough time coming up with anybody who played well for the Jets on this defense or really on the team at all. This was as bad of a performance as I've seen. And this looked like the 2020 team. And I'm going to talk more about this tomorrow, bigger picture stuff. For me, this year is all about progress. It's about wins and losses to an extent. I don't think, look, you keep score for a reason. You can't totally dismiss the, the record. But it's also about progress. And this team looked as bad as the 2020 team. It looked, it was an absolutely irredeemable performance. There was nothing good I can say from this. And listen, I understood this was a tough matchup going in. I mentioned on the preview show with David Wyatt on Friday that I hate going to Denver. It's a tough road venue. The crowd is always really loud. Yeah, you're playing at altitude, and this is what appears to be a pretty good Broncos team, a team that clearly is more talented than the New York Jets right now. But it's not just about the fact the Jets lost this game. It's about how hopeless they looked in this game. This was a 2020-style hopeless effort that we did not see in the first two weeks of the season. And I hope it's an aberration. I have concerns about this team, and we'll talk about them tomorrow. But that's all for today's show. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you enjoy this podcast, subscribe to it where podcasts are found. We'll deliver new episodes to your device each day as they're posted. And give it a five-star review. Helps this show out quite a bit. Have a great Monday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Jets.